Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show. Um, Not in my car with your host. So sad today. I'm in bed, baby. I'm doing a lot of um, not still not getting out of bed. Um, I feel like I'm on the quest for always on this eternal quest for sleep, but somehow um, the quest is not at night. Uh, The quest is during the day. Um, So basically I'm tired until it's time to be sleeping. Um, And then I'm ready to go. I'm ready to watch porn. I'm ready to online shop. Um, I'm ready to not read at that time because I know that then I'll fall asleep. Um, I'm ready to chew Nicorette. I'm ready to um, Google different celebrity breakups. Um, I'm ready to really research things that then two hours later... Um, I have no idea why or how, like why, why, why I just went into that, that vortex. Um, and I'm still, you know, I'm still not really like super feeling in the mood to do this show. Um, I'm still kind of like deep in the silence. Like I just want the silence, you know, like I'm actually right now recording. I'm laying down. I've got my eyes closed Um, I think the only thing that could be any more silent or slower than last week's episode would be if I were to just, um, you know, go to sleep. Like if I, it would be sort of like an Andy Warhol version of the show where it was just, I sleep and you can sleep. We can, we can nap together. Um, that would be lovely. Or, um, I don't know. Are you just want to hang out with with a person sleeping on a recording? Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay awake at least to record some of this. Um, I don't know. Is this is this the face of depression? Faces of depression. Is this the face of depression? Maybe. Um, or again, maybe it's just I am just maybe I'm coming closer to some version of myself that just allows itself to be itself and that version of myself is um, always uh, in bed slash sleeping Um, or, you know, at least lying down with eyes closed. Um, Some things people have asked, so I'm I'm very deep in the nap game. Naps are like um, a very important foundation of my life. One reason why naps are important is because as I said, I, I'm not a good, I don't, I'm not good at sleeping at night. I used to sleep like the dead, but for the past, I guess since I moved to California, I think I like never quite adjusted to being on the West coast time zone. I wake up, um, roughly every, I don't know, two hours to pee. I also like since I had a particularly bad few nights of panic a couple years ago, I kept waking up exactly at I think it was three in the morning. Now I always wake up at that time. It's like my body just believes that it's morning. Um, When I do wake up at three in the morning, um, well, when there's a couple of different sort of 
roads that I can take. Um, when I was going through the, that particular period of, of anxiety and waking up and just feeling like there is no home and the bottom was dropping out, um, you know, and there was like nowhere to go, like there was no bottom, you know, that sort of bottomless anxiety where you're just like, where everything's very decontextualized and fragmented and you're like, where, like, where do I, where do I, what do I hold on to? You know, which I mean, this is where I also sometimes start to like look at that sort of overlap between mental illness and truth. And like, you know, I do know my mind lies to me a lot. I also know that like reality is subjective. So anything my mind tells me is like an objective truth, particularly like about myself or about beauty or about my worth, you know, like things that really are subjective because they can't really be quantified. Um, you know, not like, not a truth about like gravity, but like those kinds of things. Um, even then, like I sort of, I never really know, like that is, I think, when my mind is like, yes, it is this way, that is when I'm like, okay, that might be like a lie. But when it is the more sort of nebulous, existential kind of queries, when the mind is asking questions, that is when I sometimes feel that mental illness can resemble, I don't want to say the truth because I don't know that there's the truth, but perhaps sort of like something that is, I've been like covering over or layering over with my layers of identity and, and strivings, you know, like with my earthly moving around and my earthly like attempts to achieve. And so And so when I sort of start to, when I was going into that place of like, oh my God, there's no bottom. What if there's no bottom? You know, like, and, and the feeling that everything was decontextualized, right? Like there was no, right. Kind of that there was no objective angle or safety in which to sort of harbor. Um, The way I would handle that was I, I think I was I, I dealt with those moments pretty well because I had enough like cognitive behavioral therapy sort of under my belt um, to say, well, actually, had I done con- – yeah, I think – what like I, I would kind of – I would talk to myself and I would just say like, look, you don't need to figure this out now. Like it doesn't have to happen now. You know, I would kick the can and there is like a really great CBT technique where if you're consumed by, it's worked for me a lot too when I, when I'm feeling like the physical panic attacks are kind of when I'm feeling like a lot of death anxiety, you know, or not death so much as I'm dying. I I do this thing where I'm like, okay, on Sunday, you get to worry about this. You get to worry about anything you want. You get to worry about this and try to figure it out um, for 20 minutes or half an hour or an hour. You can spend an hour worrying. I mean, that's like if that's, you know, if that's your idea of a good time. On some level, it must be my idea of a good time. But I'm like, you, on Sunday, you are allowed, and you can pick any day or you can pick any, you know, it can be two weeks from now. But you pick a day. You pick like a designated time and you're just like, I can work, like, I'm going to get to like obsess about all of this then, but right now not allowed, 
not allowed. And like that's the kind of fucking like they talk about reparenting. I hate any like of these sort of compound words like, as you know, self-care, reparenting. Um, but but in terms of like that's kind of the parent I have to be sometimes like I have to use my like sort of bitchy punishingness like on the part of myself that wants to see me be destroyed rather than using the bitchy punishing uh on the like soft and gentle part of myself which honestly I always feel much more inclined to use the the cruel parent on that soft and gentle part but if I can use like the kind of stern taskmastery parent on the part that wants to see me destroyed it's kind of cool it's like the difference between if like a kid gets in like a fight on the schoolyard and it's like maybe he had like maybe let's just say it's like not his fault right let's say it wasn't his fault it's like the difference between like a parent being like a dick to the kid and being like well, it must have been your fault on some level versus like, you know, like showing up for the kid and like, I don't know, like going and like kicking the shit out of the kids. I don't really know. This is why I'm not a parent. Okay. I have no idea how to parent. I don't want to parent. Um, I, um, I want to be an aunt. Um, there might be something exciting happening with that soon. I think it is my destiny uh, or not destiny. I mean, I feel like destiny means like, you know, the universe like gives a shit. But um, I do feel that, you know, I've 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 had questions regarding um, my desire not to have ch- my decision and desire not to have children. You know, maybe there's like the four percent doubt. But I've kind of I've come to realize, like, I really think that like being an aunt slash godmother is like totally the way to fucking go. Like that is that puts like all my doubts at peace. It really does. So more news on that front soon. But um, okay, so I digress. So all right, so mental illness and the quote unquote truth, or at least the the inquiry, like the sort of because I don't want to say the truth, but what I think it is for me is it's like. When I think that mental illness is detecting something, uh, maybe an intelligence or, or a truth, a truth, it's when it's like questioning sort of all the shit that, that is being fed to me and all like of, of what, what, I, what I'm told I have to be, what I tell myself I have to be. Um, now sometimes mental illness can, can also feed into that stuff and can really like circle around that stuff and be like, you are not enough because you are not all of these bullshit things. But sometimes it can be like an actual, like a seeing and a questioning of like what I have been taught, you know, like in terms of, okay, like, you know, you're gonna like, you should be, you should achieve things. You should like, you know, get a job and like get married and like have children and like, you know, then like worry about the children and then like the grandchildren and like accomplish and like, you know, 
sort of just a a path, right? But then that can also be another kind of path too, where it's like, okay, well, you're an artist. So it's like, okay, so you need to like look a certain way, like look alt, you know, like don't let like the Jap like out, like you need to kind of appear a certain way. You need to have certain value, like anytime that it's like a prescribed identity, you know, or trying to be anything. I think sometimes like my mental illness, like the anxiety and the depression, like is, it can be smarter than that. Like it can be stupid and it can buy into that and be like, you're not enough. You're not enough. You know, like there's a stupid side of it, but then there's also, I think like a smart or beneficial side that is just like, actually like you can't hold on to any of those things you can't take them with you. You're, you are going to die. They can't come. What is going to, you know, what is, what's the point here? What are we doing? You know, and, and I think for me as of, um, you know, today, August, whatever today is third, fourth, uh, 2019, the point is for me to be, Uh, laying in bed in a pair of lavender Adidas shorts. They're fabulous. Um, I, is it an eating alone in my bed? I mean, I did, I just had, I was going to do Rice Krispie Treat cereal because I found some at Target and I haven't seen it in years and it was fucking beautiful to come upon. I couldn't, it was like a miracle. I don't think I've eaten Rice Krispie Treat cereal since I was like in French class in like fifth or in like sixth grade. Um, same class where I used to eat the paper. Um, but so I got a bunch, but I just, I was so hungry. I've been doing this. I've been recording in the morning, by the way, I can't promise, but I'm going to make an attempt to go back to, to my schedule, to the to the usually scheduled programming and to start posting late, late Sunday nights, beginning again with next episode. Um, I feel I owe it to you. I don't really know why I feel I owe it to you. It's more just, it's kind of like when you get like a new, it's like if I, it's the reason why I don't get false eyelashes. If I were to get those like eyelash extensions, I know I would never be able to like look at myself in the face without them again. Um, so I can't, I don't get them. So like, it's the same thing with doing the show. Like now that I've done this show, I feel like I'm not allowed to like ever not do it. Like I have to do it, you know, I have to do it. So I'm doing it, doing it from bed, doing it in the bed. And, um, but I am going to go back to the way things, um, were, but anyway, so I've been eating, I've been eating also, oh, by the way, I saw on this like Reddit chat board, chat board, like a couple people, we're talking about an episode of this show where I had like from a while ago where I had like talked about shit talkers and some of them were like, Ugh, I tried to listen to that show. And it was like, I don't even know what she's talking about. So now also the past couple times that I've recorded the show, all I think about is like, uh, I don't know what she's talking about. Like, I'm just like, this is a mess. This is a disaster. And I feel like I have to get back to the place of embracing that this is a mess. Embrace the mess. You know, because I'm always going to drink from the river of haterade. I'm always going to, and I am a meanderer. This is, look, this is what this show is. It's a pair of lavender Adidas shorts. It's meandering. It's it's nonsense. You know, it's just, it is what it is. And you can choose to tune in or not. But I also should never read anything on Reddit um, that mentions my name. So, but so I, 
I was, I'm doing this in the morning. And so I got like a big, I, I measuring cupped cause I'm, um, I have, I have, I'm sick. I have, I have an illness. I'm ill. Um, I use a measuring cup when I eat cereal. This is just the way my life is. Um, and, and has been for many years. So I measuring cup down my Rice Krispie Treat cereal, but it was so good. I just like fucking housed it. So it's sort of like I pre ate for this show. Like I, I, I still feel like I have a little bit of the taste of the Rice Krispie Treat cereal in my mouth. So I guess it's sort of like counts, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on here. It's, um, I'm in bed. I've just had Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Um, I'm filled with self-doubt and, um, you know, I'm still unclear as to whether this is the more sort of truthy, like listen to your intuition, like don't buy into having to be anything side of depression or whether it's like the, I, or whether it's like maybe, I don't know. I feel like there's many, look, depression, it's, it's like a diamond cut, right? There's many sides. There's many facets, you know, who we are. I know that like depression is not who I am, but I forget all the time that I have it. And then it like manifests and I'm like, why am I, why am I feeling like there's just like really like no point to making any effort of anything? And I don't understand why one would. And then I'm like, oh yeah, depression. You know, like I forget. I have a built-in forgetter. I forget a lot of things. Um, you know, and what would happen? What would happen if I allowed? And then I think the anxiety piece is like upset, like, oh my God, like, no, you got to go. Like I've used, I think like my anxiety has been like a really, has been an antidote to my depression in some ways throughout my life because it's like really motivated me to like, like my anxiety, you know, I've talked about this before. Like, would I, would I be ambitious without my anxiety? Like, without the sort of the mean parent, right? The mean parent that's used in the incorrect way. Like, would I or would I just, like, fall away into nothingness? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know most things. Um, and usually I feel grateful to not know. I feel grateful to know that I don't know. I feel grateful to know that I don't know because I think knowing that you don't know, maybe like knowing that you don't know isn't as good as knowing, but it's better than thinking you know when you don't know. And actually maybe knowing you don't know, maybe there is no like genuine knowing, you know, I don't fucking know. Um, my cactus is dying. I'm laying here with my, with my giant cactus, um, it's not getting enough sun and, um, that's okay. You know, whatever. Um, I wish I could give it some Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Um, but you know, I was like thinking like, well, what if I did do stop doing this show? Like, what is the fear? What is the feeling that I would feel like, I would feel like I'm letting people down. I would feel guilt. I'd feel failure even though like there's no, like I never set out to do this for a length. I also think it's that fear of change. Like, what is it? Like, I'm always, af I'm afraid to change. You know, I'm afraid to become someone who doesn't want to do this show anymore. The fear of, it's not really, I mean, I am terrified of the unknown, but it's not so much terror of the unknown 
so much as I think it's the fear that if I change, either I will change into something that I don't want to be and can't get back and want to get back and not be able to and wish I hadn't changed, or the fear that others will judge the change, right? That others will judge the change. But I have to say, I mean, I think that um, now that I've revealed to you that I'm kind of like um, feeling like meh about like doing the show or like just, you know, that I feel like I'm sort of forcing myself to do it. Now I'm like, oh, I actually kind of want to do it more. Like it does, you know, what do they call it? Radical honesty, rad on. Um, I mean, radical honesty is always interesting to me because it's like I can be like I can do like radical honesty about sort of like big um grandiose or dramatic or or dark or um sex things you know like that and and often like especially the negative you know like I can just be like okay here here's everything I'm confessing take it all and then like you won't be able to discover anything like gross about me. But it, but it's always sort of the more um, that song closing time, like, you know, the, the embarrassing songs that we like that the semi-sonic song, I talked about this a few episodes ago, you know, like I'll admit that I love semi-charmed kind of life, but like semi-sonic closing time, like don't want to show you that, you know, and usually it's the more, so it's the more semi-sonic closing time things about myself or the sort of just a little less like edgy or sensational or that I feel I have less control of the narrative, you know, that I can sort of, um, that are harder for me to reveal, you know, like radical honesty. Like I can say things, I can say a lot of things. There's a lot of things I can say and it, and it does. And often I, and I am telling the truth, but then there's like little pockets where I'm just like, "Mm," like uh, if they saw this, they might think I was boring or not enough. Like I can talk about my not enoughness, but then there's little pockets of things where I feel like it's just not enough that I can't talk about. You know, I mean, it's, it's, people say manufacturing fascination, right? And it's just like sort of the fear of being not special, the fear of being boring, why I call this show a shodcast, the fear of being just like everyone else, which is ultimately, I think, the fear of vanishing, disappearing. Um, I want to disappear. I would love to disappear, but I want to control the narrative around my disappearance. I want to be in control. I don't want to just be, and I want it to be like a pleasurable disappearance. I don't want to disappear through whether it's change or judgment. I don't want to be like vanished um, in a way that then I, I want to get back and I can't get back. That fear of being stranded. There used to be a movie called Space Camp. I mean, it still exists. But I remember seeing it when I was young. And there's a there's a scene where this kid um, gets is in space with like on the ship and gets separated from the ship. I think he's on like a chair with like a, I don't know, some, I mean, I I was like very young when I saw this, but to my memory, he's like 
on a some sort of chair with like a, a string and like a rope or whatever attached to the and then the rope breaks and he's like moving further and further away uh, from the ship. And I think like that to me is sort of the fear. Like I don't necessarily I don't really I really don't want to be on the ship with everyone or like I want to go on the ship for like an hour, you know, and then like leave the ship. But I, I don't but if but if the rope is going but I want the rope. I want the rope. And if the rope is going to be cut or if I'm going to fall away from the ship, I want it to be that I like not only choose to cut the rope, but that I also like that I have no regrets about cutting the rope and I'm not trying to get back, you know, back to that ship. And I guess from like to get like really kind of out there, like what is the ship made of? Like does, you know, if the ship is like society or the ship is, I mean, the ship can be so many things. It can be approval. It can be our image of ourself. You know, it could be whatever sort of we feel grounds us to the planet. It can also be like a really fucking annoying ship and like things that really like feel costumey or conformy and feel like not you at all. And you like know you don't want to be on that ship. But it's like. I think the ship, you know, with mental illness, if you if you look at it as like being adrift from the ship, um, you know, sometimes to me it can be like I'm on the ship and I feel adrift, right? That's when mental illness is like I see the ship. I'm like, oh, this ship actually like it looks like a ship, but it's it's not real. Like this ship is just constructed of like false ideals that either aren't me or I'm pretending or it's others' expectations or the ship can really feel like a mothership and like love and sometimes it's a love that is um healthy and when i say healthy i mean um i guess a love that doesn't hurt you i don't know i i have questions about healthy love versus non-healthy love but i think like um you know maybe a love that um is it a love that doesn't ask for anything in return? No, because I think love can ask for things in return. Um, I don't know. Still working that one out. But um, a love, maybe maybe like the ultimate healthy love or the ultimate love ship is like where you're not dependent on any one person or one thing. Like that ship is comprised of, maybe it's an internal ship. You know, or that ship is comprised of sort of being of service to others and others being of service to you, but, um, but not, but a non-reliance. So maybe like the ultimate is to be like floating side by side with the ship on the cord. And sometimes you go on the ship, you can go on and off freely, but you feel connected to the ship, right? You feel there's a connection and you don't need to be like holding on to the side of the ship, like for dear life to, to, to sort of, um, to know that it's there and you're there. You know, I guess I think that's probably what I want. Like I want I want a ship comprised of um you know, kind human beings and funny human beings. Like let's be honest. I mean, most of my friends like, you know, humor goes a humor goes a long way for me. I'm like if you're funny, you know, get on the fucking ship. Um and and funny and mean, I don't really love that. But I think if you are mean, like if you're mean, 
there's this one girl online who's like such a bully and I'm like she's not even funny I'm like if you're gonna be mean like you I mean you gotta be fucking funny dude like be funny you know like if you're gonna be mean you have to at least be funny like you have to have that redeeming ish quality but for me personally like on my ship maybe like a tiny bit mean but for the most part I want like funny and nice which does not mean like punching up all the time you know like really I you know I think I like those who punch in like punching inward you know that's I think my fave kind is the is the inward punchers you know those who are like laughing at at their own mind um but yeah like I think that's what I want is I want to be like Riding side by side with the ship, I do, I think I do want the cord. I think I do want the cord connected. Um, But also like free, you know, and plenty of time like out in space to like just, you know, be on my own with the Rice Krispie Treat cereal in my little side vessel. Um, but I, But I do want that cord. But so, you know, it's like sometimes though, I think that w- when mental illness gets really scary is when I do feel like detached from even like the the beautiful ship or the kind parts of the ship or you know the parts of the ship that that human connection that like we all do on some level maybe not all don't want to speak for everybody but even as an introvert you know like I need it and I don't even know that I need it you know like I I need love and to give love and I don't even know that I need it until I'm like in the process of doing it. So I think like the fear of change is that like I'm going to get detached from the love ship or I'm going to get detached from like a false ship, but there's going to be no other ship left to like reattach to. So I'm just going to be like floating alone in space and also not love it you know, that I'm going to regret detaching, that I'm going to be like, fuck, I should have stayed on the goddamn ship. Many ships, you know, I guess there's more than one ship. Seems like there's more than one ship. Or maybe the ship contains multitudes and it's like, you know, maybe that's just fucking life is the, is the ship. It's like, there's beauty on the ship. There's love on the ship. There's ugliness on the ship. There's falsehood on the ship. Um, but is there a ship or is there a part of the ship or a place on the ship to, to lay around having just eaten Rice Krispies treat cereal and say, "Mm, like, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not feeling this as much right now. You know, um, is there a place on the ship to do that? And is there a place on the ship to be able to let go, you know, and to be able to, just, I don't know, just let it all go. You know, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. I mean, it's also very simple. We're born, we die, et cetera. But, um, and not to overthink, but you know, I've never not overthought. So, um, so I leave you with that. One, one last thing I also wanted to say, I was talking about napping, uh, somebody was asking me the other day, someone, one of the people I, I sometimes meditate with was asking me um, how, she was like, how the fuck do you nap? Like, I've never been able to nap. 
Um, and then this other woman who's a great napper and I got into like, just were like given our tips. So if you're like interested in the nap game, this is going to be nap corner. If you're interested in the nap game, but you're just like, I like don't know how to nap. I'm just going to like throw some nap tools at you that work for me. And for this other woman who was, um, at my meditation the other day. Um, okay. So I'm deep in the sleep mask game fucking love a sleep mask not just any sleep mask a furry animal sleep mask fake fur vegan vegan sleep mask but um i've got a panda i've got a fox i've got a koala i've got a bunny um you can get them for like 2.99 on ebay um, they come from i've also gotten some at forever 21 too shout out to ft Great for the for my pink my pink Terry kitten sleep mask. Love an animal sleep mask, but yeah, on eBay if you get them from um, China, they have you can get like the two ninety nine animal furry. Some of them actually there's some that are like ninety nine cents, but um, two ninety nine animal furry sleep mask. You can also get some if you want it like faster. Um, you can get it you know, from whatever country you're in. I'm sure if you're American, most people listen to this are American. I've looked at the diagnostics, the statistics um, you can get. So get yourself a furry sleep mask with an animal that really feels, um, you know, that really feels like, like a slice of home to you. You know, that feels like it reflects something, something cozy to you. Um, I like to have the different ones because, hey, you know, they're they're two ninety nine. So why wouldn't you have a whole barnyard? Why wouldn't you have a whole zoo? But, um, you know, and also sometimes I'm in the mood for a different. Sometimes I feel panda. Sometimes I feel bunny. Um, but yeah, so that's get yourself a furry sleep mask or any kind of sleep mask. I also have some cute ones that are like sexy leopard print or like, you know, like pink satin, like my Joan Collins moments. Get yourself a sleep mask. Um, another thing that I do is I put on my YouTube and there's these, like all these 10 hour, I, I, my naps usually don't last for 10 hours. Usually it's like an hour, but, um, on YouTube there's, if you look up like deep sleep music, there's like a ton of like different, like weird hippies in the world who are like sort of tech hippies who are like making these like Delta wave sleep musics and like you literally as you're laying like as you're falling asleep in your nap you literally feel like your mind sometimes I'll like get shaken almost like I'll do that thing where you feel like you're falling down the tunnel and you get shaken but your mind sort of melds into the hippie delta wave thing so that's sleep tip number two um then actually the the woman that I was um the woman who was also issuing sleep tips to the non napper woman said that she puts on her like a humidifier like a not a humidifier an atomizer an air spray thing with lavender which I own one of those but I haven't rocked it in a while cuz I tried like an orange one like I tried an orange scented oil and it like I don't know the whole room smelled like a creamsicle um, and then like when I went back to lavender, it sort of smelled like a lavender orange creamsicle. So I like haven't done mine in a while, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bust it out and clean it and get that shit back, get my lavender back on track. Cause lavender is, or you can like da- dab, dab a little, this is, this is nap corner, dab a little lavender oil on your animal, on your furry animal sleep mask. Um, also she said she makes the room really cold. Um, and that's, 
I mean, I'm into that. I mean, as somebody who as as an antidepressant um, sleep sweater, like I basically never turn the bed not into a swamp and I like have to sleep naked um, because just because of my levels of like night sweats, which have been going on as long as I've taken antidepressants. Um, you know, I, I like a really cold room. I can't sleep with like a heavy blanket. Like it's gotta be sort of, um, like sheet or very thin, like Mexican blanket or thin blanket. So that's a, but you know, but I, so I like room very cold too. I, I agree with her assessment. Um, and then the one other thing is like, I'm not really into like the, the 20 minute power nap so much. Like you, I can do it, but people, a lot of people have said like that when they wake up from a nap, they're like, they feel even more tired or they're in a bad mood. Like no, I post nap. I like to do, um, coffee and a snack. Like I like to, to save some of my, my cows for post nap, like coffee and a snack, espresso and a snack. And also like, I give myself time for a juicy nap. You might not have that luxury if like, if you don't work from home, um, my condolences. Yeah. I don't think the 10 years I lived in an office, I don't think I napped. And I think I probably wanted to nap like every fucking day, you know, like George Costanza build a hammock under the desk. But, um, but you know, so I guess I have nap privilege. I have nap privilege. Um, my condolences if you do not have nap privilege, but if you are someone who has the ability, like has the, the time to, to take a juicy, but, you just don't have, um, you're like, no, I'm not a napper. I just, how do you nap? I can't nap. These are some of my tips, some of my tips for the nap. Um, so on that note, wishing you, um, a restful week. Um, and you know, whatever, whatever ship you're attached to, um, I'm hoping that ship is good to you. And, um, if you want on it, I'm hoping you're on it. And if you want to just float alongside it, I'm hoping you're floating alongside it. And if there's a ship, uh, from which you need to cut the cord, I'm hoping you can cut the cord and that you get to do it yourself. Although sometimes I do think a cord gets cut when we, when we can't do it ourselves or when we don't have the courage and it's so scary at first and then it ends up being something you know, space ends up being fucking beautiful and we're like in the stars and it's like, oh shit, fuck, fuck that spaceship. I didn't need that shit, but it's not until after. So, uh, see you on the flip side. That's all. Bye-bye.